Come now, my darling, and step back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale. And what was sacred had not yet been forgotten before our minds became clouded and filled with the rot. There was one, at least one in each and every clan. Well, there we go. I'm sorry. We're running just a little bit late trying to figure a few things out, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Otherland Dreams this evening, or whenever it is that you happen to be listening to the show. Thank you for tuning in and chilling out with me. I am Lady Stars on Fire, and I'm here with Hill Hippie. Hello. I wasn't sure. That's why I was asking you when we were starting, when, when I, it was time for me to normally say the intro and everything. I started laughing because... The music that goes to the intro has the wolf in it. Tonight I'm going to be talking about the wolf. And my guide, one of my guides is the wolf. And just as the wolf sound came through, I saw the wolf sit, sitting in the room. And then I just started laughing because I was like, oh, so you come to the sound of yourself. Okay. <laughs> I just thought it was funny, but I wasn't sure if it was picking me up at first. So I was like, hello. <laughs> But with that being said, yes, tonight's uh, show is going to be about our animal spirit guides, and I wanted to do the wolf this week. We'll be going through a bunch of different animals, you know, over time, here and there. Um, may even, I was thinking about maybe even having like an animal month at some point, but not just yet. Anyway, today is going to be mainly about the wolf as a spirit guide, as a totem. It's medicine, what it brings. And for me in my life personally... Wolf has probably been a totem. It's a guide that's been with me for probably the longest that I knew of. Um, that doesn't mean it's been with me the longest, but it's the longest that I knew of because I have several guides and I'm not saying that any are more important than others by no means. But what I am saying is, is different ones have different responsibilities and depending on what's going on in your life. And if they're needed at that time, you may see them more often than others. So I have one that pops up, you know, typically the most. But lately, Wolf has been popping up all the time, every time I turn around. So it must be that I'm going through a transition myself if I've got the Wolf popping up as much as I do. So I felt it was time to give him some respect. Plain and simple. Give him some love. <laughs> what I will say before I get into it all, um, yeah, uh, the very first, <laughs> um, people, a lot of people want to choose their spirit guides or their, you know, out animal guides or totems or whatever. It doesn't work quite that way. It does depend on what the needs are of the person as to what animal comes. And before I get into all of the different information about the guide, <clears throat> Excuse me, I've been a little congested. 
And the very first time that the wolf came to me in an actual, like, out-of-body experience, I had an astral projection. And it was very incredibly profound for me. I happened to, and how many when I, as I like to put it, when you kind of like first come back online and you're coming into your gifts or you're starting to awaken and enlighten and, and move into your path and figure out what it is. When that all first started for me, it started for me actually in a kind of like a negative way. I came, I came from a fearful point of view because it just happens to be that what brought me back into my awakening was a robbery. Oh, no. And after that, you know, I just, I, I had really gone into, like, bringing myself my and creating my own inner demons and bringing them to life as far as a medium is, and I could see them, so I was making myself even more crazy. When I happened to do a, a spell, now, I'm not one on, on, on witchcraft of in, like, you can go to different stores and you can buy the herbs, the crystals and stuff like that. And, and there, I have no problem with people doing witchcraft or the situation. But my point is, is there's sometimes you can go places and you can actually buy a spell and you're supposed to follow the directions. I've never been big on that. I've created my own as I went. But for some reason, I was going through so much of that you know, not negativity, but so much of that inner fear and overcoming some stuff that I happen to be talking to a shamanic priest that's a friend of mine, and he happens to own, on uh, like, a, what I call the witch stores, and he happens to ho own one. So he sent me this one spell, which was a protection spell that uh, you take in the you take with like in a bath. It's a cleansing for cleansing and removing negativity and stuff. Anyway, and this is the first time I met the wolf outside of my idea. You know, like I knew that I had a wolf in my life, but I wasn't I hadn't been connected to it shamanically yet. I just knew that I'd seen it in meditation, but I hadn't actually been connected to it. And that has to do with um, more or less having it being properly restored to you on, on that spiritual level. But when I went to do this witch spell, which was to help me remove the negativity and whatnot, what came was the wolf. And it was the most profound thing because when I did the spell, I, like my eyesight went all kinds of alarmingly weird I almost couldn't see at some point during it. I, and I, I traveled. I, I astroplaned to the abyss, more or less. I astroplaned to a place of just pure darkness where it was like I was by myself in my own fear. And then the most beautiful black wolf come running up to me with these beautiful blue eyes. And... That was my first actual, like, out-of-body astral projection experience because it came to me to help me get my shit together. It came to me to help me realize I'm here with you. I've always been here with you. And I, I can't even explain to you how profound it was because unless it happened to you, like I said, I, I was just taken to a place of, like, the abyss. I was just in a big dark black cave and then came this black wolf that was vibrant with the most beautiful blue eyes and it came up and like wrapped itself around me and was like 
you, you know, like a parent it was uh, it was like just came in and was like gave me love and told me everything was gonna be okay. And that was my first real true communication where I felt I could touch it. I could reach out and be with it. and and then we've grown ever since then. But that was my first witchy situation that I had with the wolf in general. Now, as I've matured, I've watched the wolf change colors because my wolf usually is not black. And I'll get into that stuff here in a little bit. But I thought I'd share that with you because a lot of people want to automatically assume, you know, just because they found it in meditation or something, that they're connected. And really when the connection comes, it's a whole lot more profound. It's a whole lot more deep. It's not just something you meditated and kind of felt your way through. You start to actually become one and feel it with one another. And that was the first time. And I think it lasted, uh, like I said, my eyes went all weird and the and the wolf was there with me. And I think that whole spell lasted for about three or four hours. And I mean, I was in a bit of a panic because I didn't know, I was like, is this ever going to change? Is it going to go away? I was kind of like locked in my room. I got out of the bathtub, was freaking out a little bit, but I knew I was okay because the wolf was with me. And it seemed like I was still in the abyss, but it was just a way of how we were communicating. It took me a long time to realize that that was actually a very positive thing. But I just wanted to start off with giving you a little, I, I thought I'd share some of my own experiences because anybody can Google any of the spirit guide medicine. Anybody can Google, you know, what a spirit guide is, your totem and all of that. And yeah, I, and I'm going to read you a little bit of information about all of that too. But that doesn't give you an experience. That doesn't give you... It doesn't allow you to really touch out and feel the situation. And even though it's my experience, you're not, you can't feel it and imagine it quite the same. I mean, sharing it can give you a better idea and help you to have a different viewing of it. Right. Because a lot of times, wolves, I, I, I want to say in today's society, wolf kind of has gotten a bad rap. How so? Well... And that's why I'm saying I'm kind of wanting to say it because it's it's gotten a bad rap by a lot of uh, different. Okay, those who are in the spiritual world, those who are you know like the Native Americans would view it one way, and other cultures would view it another way. But a lot of people have gotten the idea that wolves are you know dangerous and stuff, and that they're more of a negative attitude. When they really aren't, that's more of the human's negative attitude of lack of understanding the wolf. And But those who have come into the spiritual world, you know, the spiritual connection, starting to do the meditations and understanding the animal medicine and stuff, they kind of, on that side of stuff, it's pulling away from that idea because you hear a lot of very positive things about wolf, but it's still, it depends on where you know, the mindset is of the people who are communicating, apparently, in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> All right, but <clears throat> the intelligence and the instincts of the wolf says a lot about the wolf. The wolf possesses very high intelligence and very strong instincts. And these have been observed in their hunting strategies, their habitat, and their migration uh, habits. The wolf presents its, often the wolf presents itself as a spirit animal, if it presents itself as a spirit animal. It could be an expression of your sharp intelligence or strong instinct. When a wolf appears, either physically, 
through meditation or in dreams, it often is a way of telling you that you're either using your intelligence or your instincts well to solve a situation or that you really, really, really are not. (laughs) Basically, it's going to go one of two ways. Um, The wolf also represents the pathfinder. And one of the, I, I I've pulled this from a lot of different Google uh when I've Googled you know the different information about the wolf I've pulled little pieces here and there from different places that I thought was interesting enough to speak about. The wolf is also represents being a pathfinder. He is a guide that helps you to discover when you are being misguided or lead or, or led incorrectly to your instincts basically so you're starting to question and not believe in your instincts the wolf happens to be very good at coming into uh helping people along this line having a wolf as a power animal serves and emphasizes your levels of trust and mistrust in your instincts and your intuition does that explain enough right there mr hill heavy knowing me (laughs) yeah and to uh to integrate what uh let me uh, do a little transition here. Uh, to integrate what uh, <coughs> Lady Stars and Fires is saying in the book by Oak Ashen Thor, uh, by Oak Ashen Thorns, the name of the book, uh, a book on modern Celtic shamanism by D.J. Conway. The wolf is listed as the wolf is cunning, a a cunning and intelligent creature capable of outthinking hunters. It can teach you how to read the signs of nature in everything, how to pass by danger invisibly how to outwit those who wish to harm you, and how to fight when needed. Sometimes the, wolf, uh, sometimes the wolf seen on a journey will lead to a spiritual teacher and or guide or be the guide itself. Yes. See, like I said, when, when I first came into, you know, all of this and understanding what, you know, your animal guides were and blah, 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 you know, and them being a spirit guide, them being your totem, you know, and getting medicine from them and all of that. And then I started understanding, you know, there are different kinds of guides and there's shadow guides and then there's, you know, there's dif- different ones that come and go and they're not met all the time. And at first it was very confusing for me because... Deeply when something was intense and emotionally intense, which actually is dealing with the idea of, you know, not knowing which path to choose, not knowing what was correct, you know, or deep within me a fear or lack of trust. You know, when I was coming into situations along that line is when when the wolf would pop up, but it didn't seem to pop up too often. I mean, it popped up in those times and it took me a little while to realize Realized that, and I thought for a while that the wolf was just meant to help during transition periods. Right. Which it is, but it took me a long time as I went from just starting to understand, hey, I was an empath, to, hey, wait a minute, I'm becoming a medium, to, hey, wait a minute, this is growing and maturing, and I don't understand, and now I've gone into the witchcrafty world because I'm trying to figure out what the fuck I am. And everything. And I started thinking, you know, the the wolf had its reasons for that. But as I've matured on my path and come into the shaman, I completely understand now why and when the wolf shows up when it does. And I also know when to call for it and when not. Because I also know if I'm calling for it when it's time's wrong, he's just going to relay the message to a different guide and send somebody else. (laughs) More or less. Bitch, please. 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, my wolf is definitely meant, and I'll get into that in a minute. Let me get on a little bit more about some of this information. Totem animals as a whole uh, make you aware of current emotional states. The wolves can the wolf can serve as an omen to guide an omen or guides to show you which is make which is making you emotionally unbalanced. See, my wolf is a healer, but my wolf is the ultimate healer. It definitely, and when I say the, I, uh, when I do shamanic work, you know, the, the, when I do shamanic work and I'm like removing illnesses, spiritual illnesses from someone, you know, then that's when the snake comes in. The snake is going to basically yank it out and take it out. But my dragon is an evolved energy of the snake, which is for all time, you know, and my wolf is for the deep, profound healing healing that you've got to get to the root of. This isn't something I can yank out of you, more or less. This isn't something that I can let my guides get together and yank it out like a spiritual illness. This is usually has to do with crossing over energy and letting go and surrender and cutting your cords. And this is stuff that has to be done from the soul instead of, bad illnesses that you've collected within spiritual energy. So my wolf is the ultimate healer because, and I say all the time, nobody cries like a wolf howls. So it's the ultimate understander is the way I put it when I get into it. Wolf is loyalty. It speaks to you of loyalty. It speaks to you of connection as well as communication. Um, often there is a misconsumption, though, that... The wolves are lone wolves. In fact, this is far from the truth often. The wolves are power animals with... The wolf is actually a power animal with a very high sense of loyalty and communication. These animals are actually very sociable, family-oriented, and good with communication with one another. With the use of the body... Movement, touch, eye contact, vocal sounds, and how they engage with each other on a constant basis. The totem of the wolves are most likely great at expressing themselves verbally and physically. Often, it is often it is uh, through the people that the wolf is working through that they start to develop a natural speech. Because it's the communication coming from the wolf from within them, from within, like, the pack. Mm-hmm. So that, that speech and that communication is usually backed up with that spirit guide. It can also translate often into creative writing, <laughs> is from what I was getting. And I guess I could see that because from time to time I get, like, all poetic and stuff that I write or, or when I get into stuff that I'm working. So I could see how the communication of the wolf could be coming in there, but I don't really, on my personal level, I don't really associate it with that because unless I'm dealing with pain, I just don't really see the wolf there. But that doesn't mean it isn't for me. The wolf's sense of loyalty can, can uh, be seen in, in a variety of ways. There are one of the... 
They are one of the few animals that hold a monogamous relationship. Once they mate and they found someone they love, as far as, you know, animal relationships go, that is it. They will go through the rest of their life without picking another partner. Even after the one has died, they will just continue to go on as the lone wolf. Even if it's within a pack, they just no longer have their other half. They are monogamous and they do stick to what they believe in and they won't look again. Um, Pack members also hold a deep emotional bond, greetings with each other and also are very emotional about how they separate with each other for very long periods of time. The wolf animal can also serve as a reminder of a lack of loyalty or trust in one's life. So this is where it goes from one one end to the complete other, more or less. Often wolves manifest themselves to people who have been who have come into strong situations where bonds have been broken and with immense mistrust. Situations that have emotionally very much broken them down. The wolf definitely is someone who comes in to help them understand what true loyalty is about and what true trust is about and help them understand when there's when the signs are coming in so that they can learn not to have to go through it again as well as like i said in my case the wolf is the ultimate healer nobody cries the way a wolf howls right so the wolf totem can also represent threat feelings of threat from instincts and just from intense threat uh, against them overly emotional feeling that they are being threatened in general from something or somebody within their life. The wolf's main traits the wolf's main traits is a sharp instinct. The wolf animal spirit the wolf's animal spirit could be trying to tell you that you are being misguided that you're um, that you're being misguided in your trust of someone and Basically, you're putting your faith where it doesn't belong. There's a warning there often from the wolf to listen to your instincts, your intuition, and to trust the loyalty you have to yourself. A lot of people misunderstand that. I posted, you know, not too long ago that when I was getting a... I received spirit guidance from the wolf the other day, and the wolf can... The wolf can show up for me. I don't even have to go into a journey. Um, it just shows up and I can see it in spirit or it'll put itself in my third eye. And what I was seeing was with a lot of the energies that are coming in right now in life, in general, the wolf was telling me, because I do a lot of public speaking, so to speak, about you know astrology and all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So with all of that, and when I start giving that information out, the wolf was saying, you may not be seeing this in the astrology, but you really need to be aware of your instincts right now and that people are not being forthcoming. People are not being so. You shouldn't trust. 
If there's anything about you and your body and your soul and your mind, your gut that's telling you this is a bad thing, trust that. Basically. The world's full of assholes. But I mean, I was being told at this time specifically, make sure you're getting that out there to people, you know, that that this is not the time to mistrust in yourself. Asshole. <laughs> You know what? You guys really, what is it? What is it? Patron? Patreon.com <laughs> slash otherland dash dreams. Seriously, you guys really, I mean, it's like, what, a buck? Yeah. I mean, you really, 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 I mean, come on now. You buy a candy bar you don't need. You can go out and get, you know, the show and watch the different shows because I know we have everything on the podcast shows that you can watch for free or listen to for free. But if you got, you know, you became a Patreon, you get to see some of the funny stuff like what's going on with Hill Hibby right now. <laughs> <laughs> Which just makes the show come together better and it also brings your connection to us a little bit closer because you get to have us in your life a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, and there's a, they always say, you know, it's always nice to put a, a face to the voice. Well, how about some of the silly antics that come through? Like me with this little guy right here. How you doing? Shut up and let me die on your shoulder. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Isn't that coyote? It is coyote. Yeah, good. I thought that you had brought it in here and that the <laughs> I love that pelt. I do too. That's an awesome freaking pelt. Yeah, so, you know, I don't have a fox uh, a wolf pelt because number one, I'm not connected to wolf in any way, shape, or form. Uh so number two, they're fucking expensive. So, you know, maybe one day, but right now no. So, you know, this is it's a it's a cousin. It's a cousin. So I, I <laughs> it's felt a distant it, little cousin. I felt it was appropriate to bring him out. It's like, hey, you know, I, I, this is a show ain't about me, but I'm going to be here in support for my cousin, the wolf, because, you know, he's the more, the, I, I won't say the big city, but he's the big, he's the big woods wolf, where I, I'm the backwoods, I'm the backwoods wolf or the coyote or whatever you want to call me. But hey, I'm here, guys. I love you to death, darling. Yes, I mean, and I do relate the coyote and the fox is like distant relatives. Uh, the funny thing is, I when I brought this into the room is when I was engineering the previous show that was on uh, called The Plank. <clears throat> One of the last uh, promotions you guys will get from me. But, uh, <laughs> love you. Wow, okay. <laughs> love you. But, uh... <clears throat> I brought it in and set it down, and one of the, uh, in mid-show, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to do my thing because I'm setting up for Otherland Dreams here as I'm engineering this show, and one of the owners, uh, one of the hosts of that show goes, that's a fox pelt. <laughs> no. No. But a lot of people who aren't into animals really don't I, know the they difference. They wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think that's funny. Yeah, I, I, I found it too humorous. I didn't even bother correcting them. Right, yeah, I mean... Somebody who's not on that path in any way, shape, or form to them, it wouldn't make any damn difference if you did anyway. Is that a dead dog? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, because I am very much feeling like my wolf has put the fox into my life as well. I do have a coyote from time to time that pops up, but really I deal a lot more with the fox. I really think sometimes that the fox has been sent to me directly by the wolf when the wolf is ready to kick me in the ass. I really do, <laughs> but that's not, that's on another subject, on another day. But let me get into some associations that go with the wolf. Um, 
attachment, balance, flexibility, freedom, friendliness, um, harmony, insight, intelligence, journey, nobility, order, paths, rituals, royalty, um, society, you know, like communication within the pack, um, spirit and strength. Now, hold on, there was something else here I wanted to. Uh, some of the typical symbol symbolizations that go with the wolf is a strong connection with the instinct, the very high intelligence, the loyal communication, and the deep desire for freedom. Now, I want to shift over because I wanted to get into a different conversation. I wanted to get into well, the different animals. While you're looking that up, I'm going to share a couple of fun facts about the wolf, the actual physical wolf, with our listeners. Uh, oh, no, I'm not on screen. He lied. He lied. <laughs> no, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so... The average wolf pack size is between five to eight wolves, but it can get up to as high as 30. A wolf pack's territory varies depending on where it lives. For example, Minnesota, it's anywhere between 25 to 150 square mile uh, area that they will cover. In Can uh, Canada and Alaska, it's 300 to 1,000 square miles. The average travel speed for a pack is about five miles an hour. And that's just them, you know, just... Hey, Trotting that. along. Yeah. Just doing their thing. Where you and I would travel on average between two and a half to three miles an hour. Just trotting along. You do have a wolf. You just don't know it yet. Maybe. Wolves are good swimmers. You think you're going to cross the river and get away from that wolf pack? Uh-uh, brother. That wolf pack's going to come across that river and bite you right in your tank. Wolves constantly move around their territory and can easily cover 40 to 50 kilometers in a day. I love it when my uh, fax areas switch between miles and kilometers as if it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> wolves howl to each other and to other wolves simply as a way of communication. It's not because the, uh, the, uh, the moon is full. Werewolves, on the other hand, that's a whole different story. And wolves howl even when the moon isn't full. I mean, they howl in communication all the time. That's what I was just saying. I know that, but I mean, you know, it's a common misconception that owl, uh, wolves only howl at the moon, uh, the full moon. Now, like I said, werewolves—that's a whole different story. I think in our minds we want to create it that way because for some reason it gives a different mystical idea to the wolf that most of us don't understand, and I think that also has to do with making us. Feel better about releasing. It makes us feel better about letting go. If the wolf can cry, then why can't you? It, well, it's going to go deeper than that. We're going to pull me back up here. Oh, no. Phrasing. Uh, <laughs> you know, because that concept of the wolves only howling at the full moon comes because of ancient uh, what they believe is going on. Apparently, they would hear more how, uh, wolves howling at the full moon. Now, does that mean that because of the extra light that was given by the full moon, the wolf pack was moving more at night and got closer to the village because they felt braver? Or was it just because maybe there's some other portion of the, uh, the wolf psychology that we don't understand yet? Either one of those could be the case because we really don't fucking know. 
Because we're not in their hands. Yeah, no, and, and I'm listening to you, I really am. But as I'm listening to you, I'm also, like I said, I think you have a wolf that you don't know about that's starting to show up to me. Because I'm seeing like a whole freaking pack now. And it might be because of what we're discussing, but I've seen this wolf before, and it's not mine, which just thrown me off. Because I even remember I was asking Cheryl the other day. She said something, Cheryl has a wolf too. And I was asking her if it looked this way, and she's like, no. She's like, because I've already told her what a wolf looked like before, but I never saw its face. Mm -hmm. I just saw it from the sign. I was like, and I'm being given this other wolf, and this is like the third time it's popped up, and now it's like behind you. All right, what's the description of this wolf? It's it's black and white. It is black and white. Its face is mainly white, but it has a black circle around its eye. Mm-hmm. And the tip of the tail is white with the rest of it being black. No, I'm not. I'm seeing mainly like from like here up. I'm not seeing the whole body. I'm just seeing it for, from front view. Okay. So it's mainly white. I do see a little bit of black on like the leg. You know, a little bit of black on the leg. One leg, not the other one, I think. And I think there's like a little bit of black right here. And what I'm seeing looks like a circle around the eye of one of them. And that's the distinct part because I've seen it before. All right. Uh, listen here, you mightly motherfucker. <laughs> I already like your description. We're cool. <laughs> Because I was like, that's obvious. That's weird. I mean, I've seen it before, but I didn't. Well, you know what? It, it makes sense on on a personal level. Uh, another interesting fact: <laughs> Vikings wore wolf skins and drank wolf <coughs> blood to take the wolf spirit <laughs> into battle. They also uh, viewed wool, uh, real wolves. Uh, they also viewed real wolves in battle uh, as battle companions, or. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that word. Because <laughs> there's like two letters combined when they're supposed to be two separate letters. Yeah, I, I don't know the enunciation of that. But the translation is corpse trolls. Corpse trolls? Corpse trolls. Wolves are the largest members of the Candid family, which uh, includes domestic dogs, coyotes, dingoes, African hunting dogs, many types of foxes, and several kinds of jackals. A wolf's pup's eyes are blue at birth. Their eyes turn yellow by the time they are eight months old. Hmm. Blue-eyed little beauties. Wolves have about two million scent cells. And you think, I can smell mushrooms in the fucking forest. <laughs> Humans have only about five million. Wolves can smell other animals more than a mile away. Well, that explains my nose. Not for your mushrooms, though. I smell all kinds of weird stuff, and I'm like, and everybody else is like, why? And I'm like, well, that makes sense of where that's coming from, except for, yeah, no. I don't think it's possible to outsmell you in mushrooms. I, I don't <laughs> think it's possible for you to outsmell me on anything, because I'll smell shit that you don't even, you don't have a clue about. Yeah, but I mean, in my normal life, when you're not there... I pick up things, but I pick up different things. I pick up things like, why is there gas spelt? I mean, I, I don't, I don't pick up, I don't know. It's like the way that it works for me. I don't, <laughs> yeah, that you definitely have that guide. I'm sorry. Because it's, now it's even in the video. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I tend, okay, uh, some people have heard me say before, when I do You're stuff. You're not getting paid. <laughs> when I do stuff, uh, spirit tends to cross over into the video a lot for me. And that's also 
a sign typically that they they're they're agreeing with whatever it is I'm saying if I see them in the video. And that's why I'm just starting to laugh as I'm watching the video and we're talking, I'm seeing it pop up behind him. But I'm saying spirit with me, I I, I don't my sniffer works for weird stiff weird stuff. Like I notice danger. You know, just flaunt your tail, dear. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I mean, like, right to the, just like, let me show oh. you the butthole. <laughs> Here's that my tail. That I, I got an open that, hole. <laughs> that wasn't even intentional. <laughs> okay. I, I'm done with Like this I said, <laughs> see, you all need to spend the dollar. <laughs> <laughs> and listen to our see what we're actually laughing about over here oh yeah <laughs> yeah cause it, it, it's I think it's funny but I'm biased <laughs> she thinks I'm funny and she can tell me to go blow an egg <laughs> alright we get back on our conversation here for a moment I wanted to get into the colors of the animals, and I found that important. I mean, like I said, you can look up anything. You can Google information. There's books like, you know, like Hill Hippie was talking about just a minute ago. You can pull up spirit guidance on the animal itself for any animal, basically. But real-life experiences is a different situation. And I don't often hear when I'm looking into, you know, the different guidance on the animals where the different colors come in. Yeah, I heard that too. I don't know what that was about. Yeah. But um, a lot of times the different colors come in. And I brought up when the show started that my very first situation when the wolf came to me in spirit and it wasn't a meditation. When I, and when I actually journeyed and I actually traveled to someplace else that I was met by the wolf. My first wolf was black. And over time, I've watched it change colors. And 90% of the time now, my wolf shows up white. But I have noticed in my different animal guides that they do change colors. But that's because I also am responsible to understanding them when they do so. So what I'm trying to say is, is as you start to understand the different colors that may go with the different animals, they may also in your maturity with that relationship change colors because that may have something to do with the medicine they're bringing you at the time. Right. Um, now I found this interesting because I rarely find stuff where they talk about what the different colors of the wolf is. And I know from my own experience, but I thought I'd go over a little bit of what I found. They were calling it the Arctic wolf or the white wolf. Was adapted to harsh environments through skill, uh, uh, perseverance, and strength. The white wolf arrives... When the white wolf arrives, it's often because you are faced with severe and harsh conditions and challenges that are going to be very core to the very being of who you are. And um, I found that to be true to a point, but I also found that not entirely true. 
Because my wolf started turning white, and all right, look, I'm not trying to give myself 100 props and make myself sound good. But as I've worked more on my spiritual path, more on my own bullshit and cleaning out ego situations within myself, trying to overcome my trust issues to a point by working with the wolf, I watched the wolf turn from black to white. Doesn't mean there isn't something greater coming that you haven't seen yet. But it also, I because I remember someplace else that I was looking where it was saying the white wolf represents a higher dimensional of viewing, not of being, of viewing, coming into a higher spiritual dimensional level, which is bringing more valor to the situation. And, um, now I don't forget the word, but it was uh, uh, valor was bringing more valor into the situation of the person who the wolf is with. So, I mean, it is overcoming, you know, very harsh conditions and different challenges that come to the core of being who you are. But I think that it means like like I said before, white is often considered, you know, moving up, not the food chain, but moving up into the light is the way we view things is you know we often view black as negative but it's not always negative but sometimes it's shadow aspects but a lot of times like the black wolf for me distinctly is black when i am dealing with something on a physical level when i'm being warned in my life that what's going on in my life could physically harm me then i am seeing the black wolf when I have the white wolf, I know I'm dealing more on a spiritual level and rising to a higher ascension, and I need to be coming from a higher dimensional thinking. Uh, <clears throat> you were probably 100% accurate on that. I cannot shake this feeling of this. In the hardships environments that the white wolf can survive in the black wolf would die so therefore the transition to the white wolf needs to occur before the trans uh, before the hard times come do not do not uh ignore the fact that the white wolf is there because to just say that it's one aspect over the other could be fallacy okay wolf with a big old spot on his eye <laughs> And see, and that's your wolf talking. That's not actually you talking. That was your wolf talking. All right. Because the way that you just jumped right into it, let me just correct that. And I have, and let me just tell you, okay, when you finally have this connection, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to know for sure, not just the black eye, the little black ring around the eye, but this wolf's ear always seems to be down. Just on the one side, right? Yeah. Can't have a good hair day to save my life. <laughs> He's just like <laughs> That's cause he's trying to get he's trying to get attention. He's like, look at me, I'm cute. <laughs> All I know is is I've seen him like three times and every time it's got the ear down. Uh, uh, no disrespect back everybody. <laughs> I I'm, I'm just trying to help you out. You know how I operate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh you can draw upon the White Wolf's ability to survive in the Arctic, like you was just saying, is what I'm going back to in this article. Um, the abilities of resilience is there, as well as another form of stamina comes with the White Wolf. The White Wolf can teach you how to tap into your highest potential and to rise to meet the challenges that you must overcome. 
then the black wolf is is often haunt, haunting and often stares stares fear and fear in the eye more or less it's staring fears down it's staring the dreams down staring visions down and it's often in meditation is for, where you will get it forgive me for the bad joke but why has he got to be black that's because I, I didn't write this man I'm reading <laughs> <laughs> This is what I'm being given, but I, I get where they're coming from. Like I said, is the black wolf is often, for me, directly is dealing with the physical world. And the physical world often has a lot more negativity in it than the spiritual. There is bad things in the spiritual world, but... That's a fair enough statement. The truth is, is us as humans are a lot more screwed up, usually, than spirit is. <laughs> okay, but um, with that being said... I mean, I find that for me that it has to do with the difference of color. And red is also usually a warning for me. Gray is going in between the black and white wolf. But I usually don't, you don't see too much on the coloring of it when you're going into the different aspects because most people just overlook that. And I think that that really has a lot to do with what that animal is trying to bring you, what the guidance it is that it's trying to bring you. And when you can, you know, add that into everything that's going on, it helps you move forward. Because, like I said, I've watched my wolf change from black to gray to uh, white. And also, I heard somewhere, before I turn this over to you for the next part of the show, I heard something somewhere that red wolves actually are part dog more than part wolf. I And that's not, how they got their redness. Now, I don't freaking know. I've not done the research on that. Um I can give you an answer before the end of the show and give the listeners the answer before the end of the show because um, I hope you're ready. Solar activity. Ain't shit going on, y'all. It's time for astrology. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> I sure did not expect that to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, look that up because I heard that before I jump into the astrology. I heard that before that there really was no original red wolves. And they've migrated, you know, through different dogs and whatnot. And, I, I mean, you see red wolf, so I've just been a little bit curious as to, you know, how true that really is. Anyway, with that being said, yes, let's go into a little bit of astrology. And if there's anything else, we'll jump back at some of the wolf information. May 28th through the 3rd of June. You have a new moon coming in on the 3rd of June. And everything about this week is directing you on how to best serve yourself so that you can make it through this new moon and start a new direction. Everything about this week is preparation of getting yourself into that position for this new moon on, I believe it's Monday next week on the 3rd, June 3rd. But before I really get into all of that, I need to go back just a minute since I have the extra time. And I want to remind everybody who is watching or listening to the show, until the 21st of June, Neptune is in shadow. Excuse me. Neptune is in shadow. Um, because on the 21st, Neptune goes retrograde. Now, Neptune is in Pisces. It's in its home sign. I mean, it's like been there for freaking ever. And it's still going to be there for freaking ever. It's like got five to seven more years there. And it's a very slow-moving planet. But when these slow-moving planets that don't switch signs very much start to go into retrograde and 
do different things because they're not switching signs that much, their energy in that shift really becomes typically profound. And for people who are sensitive or intuitive um, empaths, you really start picking up on this energy. Um, that's the whole reason why I started getting into astrology. Spirit was explaining to me that if I picked up on the spiritual energy of what was going on with the planets, and then I couldn't understand why I was emotionally the way I was or mood swinging in such a way. And as I came to learn the astrology, I started to understand, oh, that's just my extra sensitivity picking up on this, which helps me to be a healthier person because now I can understand I'm not blaming it on astrology, but I can understand what the energies are that's coming by and then how I react to it. Neptune, like I said, is going in shadow, and it's going to be in shadow until the 21st of June. Now, Neptune <coughs> is the planet that I like to call where fantasy smacks you in the face with some harsh-ash reality. In Pisces, that's the universal 12th house, where it's, where it, I mean, it's ruled by, it, it's, it's the ruler of this sign. So it's the universal 12th house. It's the Pisces sign. And then on top of that, you don't just have Pisces going retrograde. You have Lilith who moved into this. So this is like a double whammy coming in. And I will warn you that this energy that's going on with this shadow retrograde is more or less calculating what it needs to be communicating to you once it goes retrograde on the 21st but when you think about Neptune being in Neptune being you know the planet that speaks to you about fantasy smacking you in the face with harsh reality this is talking to you about it's it's the planet that creates your magic it's the planet that creates your creativity and breathes life into it it's the planet of magic the planet of mystery the planet planet of illusion the planet of nostalgia but it also speaks to you on a spiritual level and i don't mean like religious i mean spiritual like of your spirit so it's in shadow it's really kind of getting in there and digging away at some of those darker aspects, which is giving it for you extra sensitives, you extra highly highly empathic people. Are you creating your magic in a healthy way? Because right now with it being a shadow, your magic may easily be accidentally being created from a negative spot, being in shadow. You may be really getting into the nostalgia a little bit more and really looking back and hoping that you can recreate something and these images should be coming to you these ideas these remember you know reminders should be coming to you not of doing redoing in any way shape or form you're talking about a shadow aspect but it's coming in to show you where you created wrong in the past. So there's something about you, what you inspired for, what you hoped for, what you were wishing for. And as you look back right now, you could easily be telling yourself, you know, that was actually pretty damn good. I kind of liked that. I enjoyed spending time with that person. I enjoyed this, da-da-da-da-da. Stop and really think about what you're telling yourself. Did you? I mean, were you really that happy? Or is this just your memory trying to tell you that it was good and then you turn around and get back into it and you're like, what the fuck did I do again? Basically, that's, like I said, I, I explain 
Neptune is also funny that way. I mean, like, you listen to these podcasts, and you're listening to the conversations that are going on, and in a form, it's how magic is created. In a form, it's like, we're right there in your ear, we're with you or you're not necessarily talking to us but it's like we're in your life at that moment and we're actually part of your life and having this connection with you as you're listening to these things but by the time you listen to it i'm off doing god knows what and your left foot itches (laughs) you gotta love how he just throws shit out there (laughs) like a monkey But you know what I'm saying. I'm like, I love the species that throws its own feces. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't even know why I try to understand. I just I'm like that. That is who he is, and you will love him for that. That's the- <laughs> but this is what I'm saying: is is Neptune has a way of giving you an illusion that something is something that it is not, and are you looking? through it carefully. Like I was saying, I was being told from the wolf, you know, truthfully, freaking look through everything and get to the bottom of it. It's time, it's no playing with this shit right now. It's don't be set off by an illusion. Don't be misguided. Don't be distracted by something that is an illusion and think one thing and then find out that you screwed up again or that you have to start all over and you've taken three steps back and now you're going to have to start walking forward all over again. This is basically the warning that I'm giving you with Neptune in retrograde. It is very, not retrograde, Neptune in shadow until the 21st. It is very easy to get into this nostalgic idea the illusion, delusional ideas and try to recreate magic that was never meant to be. You're meant to be learning something that didn't work so that you don't make the same mistakes. But this is all how it is attuning and gathering its information so once it goes retrograde on the 21st, it will start working on how to correct these matters. So try to keep your wits about you in your magical arena until then, more or less. Um, Like I said, also you've got Lilith, which has moved into Neptune, not into uh, Pisces with Neptune, and she's just amplifying this energy of the shadow right now because Lilith is your uh, feminist activist. She's very good in standing in her feminine power and coming into a creative energy and coming into, you know, the feminine energy in general in a creative way. But she's also, nobody's going to tell me what the fuck I got to do and I'm not going to be pushed around. And this is why I said a feminist power in general. But in Pisces, next to Neptune, when it's in shadow, all she's looking at is, why can't, why, why can't even I heal? I just want to be loved too. I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the hard, you know, like empress off with her head person anymore. I would like to be, you know, loved a little bit and have things right. So even she's looking at things in a different way. But her problem is that she wants to heal and she's afraid to make those changes. So that gives you a double depth of denial that you're having to sift through. And I'm warning you up until... You know, at least it's gone retrograde on the 21st. Watch your inner magic and that. And then also watch where it's going to take you right on out until August of this year, the end of the year. But for this week in general, yes, you have the new moon coming up on 
the third, which is Monday, that's Gemini. Gemini is controlled by Mercury. It is ruled by Mercury. So this is all coming into communication. Gemini is what I call Jekyll and Hyde. It is full-on emotion versus full-on humane or inhumane within your life. And where is that communication taking you? Is the communication really connecting with the energy of what you're getting what you're getting from spirit. I'm sorry. It just looked like you were looking at the looking up the animal's tail. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You can't see what I'm seeing. Anyway, there you go, people. <laughs> but um, Gemini is the universal third house of communication. It's what's close to you. It's your family. It's your siblings. It's your short journeys. It is communication in general. So it's emails. It's text messages. It's poetry it's anything that communicates <laughs> and i'm sorry i'm stuck looking across at he'll have me just looking at some ass <laughs> looking at some coyote ass <laughs> um, you ruined my best comedy i swear to god i was about to transition over just a straight shot of, of non-existent coyote rectum you should it, do it now it's just a, a pelt <laughs> just a pelt, but just randomly great. <laughs> Forecasted. No, I know, but see, I can't help it. I'm in the middle of talking, and I'm looking over, and I'm just going, why the hell are we looking at coyote ass? Because <laughs> you're supposed to be talking about the stars. and. <laughs> I know, but I can't help myself. I'm like, I'm like, I get sidetracked very easily. You get sidetracked by coyote ass? Yeah, right. I get sidetracked. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so this is, you know, you're coming into this new moon energy. You're coming into a new level of communication in Gemini. And all that is communication in general. And then on the 4th, which is actually the following week, which is next Tuesday, you have Mercury moving into Cancer. But all of this energy is going into a level of communication for you. It's coming, you're you're being pushed into understanding a communication that is about to shift and change. And how do you communicate properly? And this week is going to show you what you're doing wrong so that as it shifts next week, you can learn how to get it right. There is a T-square all week with Neptune in shadow. It is not getting along with Jupiter and Sag. That is your higher self ultimately talking to your magic, which is in shadow looking at the dark aspects of what you create and why it's jupiter your higher self trying to give yourself a different level of abundance and knowledge as to why it is you create it wrong so that you can actually change that pattern but it's also speaking to gemini which mercury is still there at the moment with the sun so this is your inner jekyll and hyde your inner passion action aggression fire all of that into where are you being humane? Where are you not being humane? How are you acting on this? Where is this communication coming across in a healthy way to you? Is it illuminating a shine within your life, that communication in a healthy way or not and why? So, I mean, are you recreating, again, things that wasn't healthy because you're not listening to your Jupiter trying to talk to you and your higher self. That abundance is coming in. That higher knowledge is coming in. Trying to kind of smack you upside the head and going, this is the shit you did wrong. And the reason that you're remembering it is because you did it wrong. 
and is trying to help you understand the communication with yourself to not screw it up again. But most likely, with it being a T-square, we will fight that. So it's not something that's comfortable. Crossing that very energy all week is Venus, which is getting along with Saturn and Pluto. So Venus is your sensitivity. It's coming across that T-square, bringing its sensitivity into that energy that's coming from Neptune, Jupiter, and Gemini. Bringing its sensitivity, speaking directly also from your self-worth, your self-value, your self-esteem to the rules, walls, and boundaries that didn't work and why they didn't work and what you need to do to make them work. But it is not getting along with the North Node. So something about you doesn't want to hear it. Something about you is afraid to make the change. Something about you... Even though you know deep in your soul that this is what's best for you, you're not listening. And you're fighting yourself, which ultimately will doom you into doing something all over again. Unless you are willing to shift and make that change. And it's not meant to be comfortable. Because it's an opposition. It's going to fight for it. It's going to make you fight for it, more or less. If you want to move up, you're going to have to fight for it. Now, you do have... Chiron all week, which is sextiling Mars, which is your wounded healer, speaking to Mars and your sensitivity, speaking to Juno and your commitment, which is then speaking to the North Node, but then goes back and squares Chiron. So this is the sensitivities coming up about the commitment that you need to take, the karmic bounds that you have given yourself, and the changes karmically, you're going to be finding that you have an option. Are you going to take it? And unfortunately, many people are not because they're going to be cowardly about it. And it's too easy to stick with what you believe works for you when what you're truly being shown is a new way. And the new way is scary. That's basically what it's coming down to. So you're having a chance to move forward. And by the time you hit that new moon on Monday of next week, you should have been shown the right way. The question is, are you afraid to take it? With that being said, I love you guys. And that being said, to answer your question. Oh, yeah. Uh, commencing in 2016, two studies using the whole genome sequencing indicate that the North American gray wolves and wolf-like canids were the results of ancient and complex gray wolf and coyote mixing, with the red wolf possessing 60% coyote ancestry and 40% wolf ancestry. As far as other dogs, not so much. Well, I was already saying they were with the ancestry, so it's. I feel good about that. <laughs> I don't think the. I don't think the Red Wolves give two shits about your feelings, but I'm... No, I, I know they I, don't. <laughs> but I'm glad you're cool with it. Anyway, alrighty, people. We love you, and we'll, you know, tune in next week. May all your journeys be safe ones. <laughs> Bye. And, uh... Coyote butt. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, folks. <laughs> I clicked that button. You lazy. Software. <laughs> Coyote butt. <laughs> Come now.